Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cheat the Couch USA show, episode number 54, coming to you on a Monday, August 8th, a few days after Cheetadella's cup set win over Serie A side Lecce, 2-3 victory in extra time, uh, a brace from Mamadou Tonkara and a goal from Raul Asensio against his former club, got the Granata into the next round of the Coppa Italia. Another Serie A side down from Cittadella that they have been in the last uh, couple of years. So we're going to talk all about that game in this episode. And then later on in the week, we're going to get you ready for the season opener against Pisa. And we'll, we'll get you all up to date on the world of Cittadella. Before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA and visit our website at CheatTheGaucheUSA.com for more information about the Granata. So, um, without further ado, let's get right into it. So, it's been a few days since Cheatadella's, uh 3-2 win over Lecce. It was an intense game, to say the least. Um, I was tweeting i was editing photos just it was just pure chaos it was exciting it was uh a bit scary at times as lecce pushed forward but it's been a few days now and uh i've sort of calmed down to the level i was kind of before the match or a few days before but that day i was very very um up and all about it so um now i'm able to talk to you guys about it um like I said, 3-2 victory at the Stadio Via del Mare, a place where Cittadella has never lost going in, and that narrative is the same. They still have never lost to Lecce at the Via del Mare. They've only been them, or Lecce have only been Cittadella once, and that was at the Tombolato last September, but then that's it. Um, Cittadella has really owned this rivalry since uh, they, they first met in 2009, uh, and it continues today. So it off it started a little um, a little strange because Cittadella had majority of the chances and they really pinned Lecce back. But the Gabri- Gabriel Strafensa uh, scored the opening goal at the 61st minute. We talked about how he's the danger man. He was the danger man all game for Lecce, in my opinion. But then 12 minutes later, Raul Asensio against his former club got on to the end of a lofted header from Giuseppe Carriero, who just, by the way, just came in and just signed for the Granada. He had a great game with two assists. And and, and so going into the time, I I really don't know how to explain this because Mamadou Tonkara, three minutes in, he had got space in the middle of the park. He just blasted one home. And minutes after, he got another one, a brilliant volley from another Carriero assist. Colombo, Lorenzo Colombo for Lecce made it a little interesting at the end with the 105th plus one minute uh, goal that put the tie back to one goal. So last 15 minutes was just brutal for Cittadella players, coaches, fans that made it to the stadium and that were watching from home. That was a prime definition of grinding it out on the road. Huge saves from Castrati. We'll go over him a little later. Huge saves from him. Defense was 
very, very flawless in this game. Um, it took some luck because there was opportunities that I thought Lecce should have had, but they didn't score them, and it remains a Cittadella victory, and they advance to the next round where they'll play Torino in October. Uh, just going a little bit over the match stats, the scoreline, I believe, tells the story in this match. Sometimes when you think these uh, smaller t teams played and won in against the Serie A side, maybe it was a lucky goal or something. I will say this, and I'm being unbiased here, Cittadella fully, fully deserved this win. Um, 20 shots to Lecce 16, but Cittadella doubled their amount on target than Lecce's. Lecce only three shots on goal, two of them were the goal, and one was a huge save from Castrati. Cittadella, I thought, were very, very good in this match, and I'm not saying this just as a Cittadella fan and reporter, but I'm saying this as they came out with the game plan. Gorini knew what was at stake. The players knew what they they were getting into, and it was just a perfect performance all around, like grinding it out against 15,000 at the Via del Mare. A possession Lecce had the most, but Cittadella were just so much more clinical in performances like those. They were very, it was very, very impressive. Um, so, yes, Cittadella advance over Lecce. It, it, it's one of those, it's a huge, huge boost going into the season because of what we have going forward. Like I said, Pisa, Cagliari, Venezia, to all start the season, three very, very difficult features and fixtures, and it's only going to get harder. And like we said, Serie B this season going to be a very, very difficult championship. So with this win, I think it gives a lot to this confidence of the squad. And there was a little bit, I was feeling a little bit of anxiety coming into this match because... I've been seeing a lot of predictions already for the Serie B season and uh, who's going down, who's going up. And a lot of people are saying that Cittadella will be relegated. I'm not saying that it's everybody, but there's been quite a few that they will be relegated. And it makes sense because when you look at the squads that Cittadella has, it's not the same as the top dogs. And for a majority, they're very very on a small budget like always but this year without Venturato for the second straight year um, Gorini he was kind of struggling in the second half of the season and we didn't know if how well he would manage but after this match I will I am feeling a lot lot better and I believe that Cittadella will kind of be maybe similar to last season or maybe even higher and in this game, we didn't even have Baldini, so and Mbalo. So this result can do wonders for the squad, and this result can do a lot for the mentality and just the overall confidence going into the Saturday's match against Pisa. Um, yes, just a very, very good, solid win on the road, grinding it out in a tough, tough environment, tough atmosphere to play in, but Cittadella still remained undefeated in Lecce. Um, 
here's some stats that I found that were this one really stands out today or not today um Friday last Friday against in the match it was the first time Chitarella won a match after conceding the first goal since December 2020 that game was a 3-1 win at Regina 71 matches ago this is an insane stat that I I I, fi- I figured out that Chitadella has a little bit of an incapability of coming back to win after conceding. Um, it it I know that sometimes stats can't really tell the full story, and maybe they aren't. You shouldn't always follow it, but seventy one matches without without uh not being being able to get a win after conceding the first goal it's a it's a little uh concerning but if this is uh if this is the turning point then i think this team has clearly shown that they can come back even after conceding first um there's there's been a lot of draws that they've been able to come back after uh going down behind first but i mean the stats really really tell you it all last season actually with uh getting scored on first Chitadella, I did this uh, both scored first and conceded first from last year, from the 2021-22 season. When Chitadella scored the first goal in the game, that means when it was 0-0, they scored the first, they, they were first to score. They won 13 games, they drew four times, and they lost zero times. So 17 times they scored the first goal out of 38 games. They won 13 of those games, and they ended up drawing four of those games. Contrast to when they conceded the first goal last year, they conceded the first goal 15 times. If I'm doing that right. Oh, and the, the numbers aren't going to add up because there were some 0-0 draws in there, but I'm not going to count that because there was no goal scored in that. I'm saying when they conceded the first goal, they won no zero times. They they drew three times and they lost twelve times. It's uh so they they lost twelve times out of the fifteen times that when they conceded the first goal. In contrast to when they scored the first goal, they were undefeated. So that tells us a lot about this team, and in the maybe in the years past too with. Uh, with maybe Venturato, but looking back that this team is really, really relies on getting the first goal. And I was really, this was the first time, and you could say that maybe it was, technically it wasn't a 90 minute win because it went into extra time. And at the end of the 90 minutes, it was technically a draw. No, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna count this as a win. They break their 71 match. A streak of not being able to win uh, when they score when they concede the first goal so it was just uh, very very eye-opening to see that and that means that this season is going to be very very interesting to see if they're gonna if they improved if they could show that they could win after conceding first against a very good Lecce side that was top of the table last season and that got promoted if they could 
get more games like this where they don't give up, where they eventually find the equalizer and then go for the win, I think it's going to be a very, very good season for this team because they could show they've shown that once they score they are very very good they could relax a little bit they know how to close out the games they clearly showed with 13 wins and four draws and zero losses so that's uh that's kind of like my little uh takeaway from this is that in and from the previous seasons too that they that the first goal in the match determines everything for this cheetah Ella squad will it change this year who knows this match this match might make them believe even more that they can do it so we'll we'll see and we'll definitely keep you tracked on those stats as the season goes on but another thing that i noticed is too is that since 2017 five years ago cittadella has been four Serie A teams away from home in the coppa italia that was Bologna, Spal, Empoli, and now Lecce. Under Venterato, uh, they they beat Bologna, Spal, and Empoli. Gorini's first, I'd say, big, big win uh, as head coach is this match against Lecce. Uh, whenever you beat a Serie A team away from your own home uh, in the Copa, I know it's just maybe it was just the Copa or Calcio de Agosto, but I really do believe that uh this even th- this really shows that Cittadella has been uh v- very very good at doing some cup sets and with this um uh, results for teams now going out at the Copa thanks to Cittadella um uh, it now raises the question for me uh will the Copa Italia probably needs a reshape in their format, but we're we're gonna get into that a little bit. I'm gonna right now. I want to talk about three players or four players that uh, I I did take some notes on, and the first one was Mamadou Tonkara, the game winner, two goals, a brace, first game since back uh, since coming back from injury in March. He got a season-ending injury against Monza in March. Uh, that was the game where. Chitadella lost to nine men Monza on the last kick of the game. Um, but Tunkara came back, two goals. I think he looked very, very good, very, very uh, motivated uh, in that position as the number nine. He came in just before extra time, so very, very good substitution by Gorini's part. Another huge player is Elan Castrati. Now, he didn't have to do much in this game because, as you see, Three shots on goal for Lecce. Two of them went into the back of the net. One was a huge save in the 115th minute to stop, I believe it was Di Mariano, on the left flank. The ball came in to the center, point-blank range from Castrati. It was a huge, huge save to keep Cittadella in it. Um, Romano Perticone, for me, was the man of the match. He got my match MVP award. Perticone is showing his experience once again uh, in this Cittadella squad. He kept the back line very, very good. I thought he was excellent with his tackles. I thought he, him and Ferrari was just rocks in the center back. I know they gave some balls away, but Romano's experience really showed in this match. And I think for these big type of games, yes, he may be on the older side, but his experience really, really is 
is uh, is very highlighted in this in those games. So, and another player that I thought that uh, he played a good game, but I think he could have done a little more was Natralores Varela. I think he had just was missing the final touch. I thought he was putting really, really good, going into really good areas, was creating, opening up a lot of space. He was getting in behind players. He was just missing the goal. And he missed uh, two good chances, I'd say. One was a save. One was he hit the outside of the post on a 1v1. If he could just convert and be a little more clinical in those areas... He will be a very, very good player for Cittadella. He will be a very, very good attacking role. Number 10, I think he'll be a very, very good uh, attacking mid in substitution for maybe Mirko Antonucci could play a bit higher or Enrico Baldini. Lorez Varela has the capability of becoming a very, very strong player for this team, and he could score lots of lots of goals and assists if he just a little more clinical in the final third so those are my four players that i really thought stood out and really some feedback and some positives that they took away so um but anyway uh copa italia has just finished today actually um today is monday so the final rounds of the copa italia has been um set or the next round i would say uh there was quite a lot of upsets in this round likes of uh cittadella uh ascoli got a win against venezia although venezia were playing with a lot of players absent due to covid uh parma got a win against salernitana um ternana put up a good fight against cremonese modena beat sassuolo 3-2 at their house um bari Huge, huge win for Bari against Hellas Verona at the Bentegodi. I didn't really see that coming. But, um, yeah, huge, huge upsets in the cup this time. And that really raises the question of why doesn't these smaller teams host the, host the games? You see it in England and Germany and in Spain that the smaller team, the smaller ranked team, that's playing in the fixture hosts the game so you're seeing these bundesliga la liga teams going to these third or second division stadiums in kind of it's a very small stadium and very uh unique but it's the magic of the cup and you're seeing a lot of these smaller teams progress in the cup and it's very very exciting because it gives their home their home fans a chance to see these big teams in the higher up and it makes them really difficult and really kind of levels the surface when you think about it when you're at home and playing on a maybe not so best pitch and you're making these La Liga or Bundesliga teams play and it's really really shown that these smaller teams can win and can progress and make some noise in the cup so that's what I think the Coppa Italia should do but unfortunately the Coppa Italia only exist with Serie A and Serie B teams and a few Serie C teams but the the Serie A team always hosts these games I don't know why but 
the Syria team always hosts, which I think should change. I think it should be the opposite, where the Serie B team or Serie G team hosts the Serie A team. I think it'll be more and more exciting. I think it'll be a lot more competitive, and I think it'll just draw a lot more attention because if you're going into these massive stadiums with the home crowd, it 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 just it doesn't feel right and. It, that upsets do happen like we we saw this weekend but it's just it, there's no real feeling of the magic of the cup in italy for me cittadella has obviously been some of these Serie A teams in the past but wouldn't it be nice if cittadella host at the tombolato against inter on a on a wet tuesday night in i don't know november it and and they somehow like progress off like a 90th minute winner and something and maybe another Serie Chi team from the from maybe Sicily then they host Juventus on uh, on a turf field or something it just that's the magic of the cup that's the magic of these big teams in the top division going down to these low low teams that have a stadium capacity of 3000 and they they really make it difficult for these teams sometimes they do sometimes they don't but it it's just really really f- great to see and it really for me i i see it as it really helps these smaller clubs out financially at least because then the a lot of people in the area want to see these big teams play at their sta- home stadium it'll raise the rent of you it'll raise the stadium uh ticket prices it'll raise capacity it'll just it'll i i see it as a benefit for everybody and uh so you won't be getting a lot of the same results every year with the cup so that's how i see the copa italia that's how i see how it should be run they just changed it uh less than two years ago the format to only serie a and serie b teams which i disagree on i think a lot of people will, will agree that the copa italia needs another reformat system and they got to fix some things in it. So that's my thoughts on the Coppa Italia and why it should be changed once again. But moving on, Cittadella advanced to the round two, the round of 32 in this cup. They will play Torino, the Serie A side. They beat Palermo 3-0 in their cup fixture. Um, I, I can confirm that it will be played at the Stadio Grande Olimpia. Uh, the Stadio, what, the Stadio Grande Olimpico Torino, or however it goes, but it will be at Torino's house. It won't be played at the Tombolato, which I feel like it should, but it won't. Um, it was basically Granata versus Granata at this point. Uh, the winner, believe it or not, the winner faces AC Milan at San Siro. It will be the first time, if Cittadella win this match, it'll be the first time that Cittadella and AC Milan face. It'll be a very, 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 very um, cool experience for us to go to San Siro and to play Milan. Um, but we got to get past Torino first. And um, this game will be played in mid-October, I believe, October 19th, but it's not official yet. All I know that they are playing in Turin in October. And round of 32, winner plays Milan. It'll be in the round of 16. 
it'll be a very, very cool thing if we p pull it off. But right now, I think all focus needs to be on Pisa in the league on August 13th, Saturday. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely talk about the Torino match uh, many in a few months when the time comes. But right now, all focus is on Pisa. I will be doing a podcast on Friday uh, going over the match or previewing the match against Pisa and maybe some other news that happened this week in uh, the Cittadella camp. All right. I think that's it for me today. Uh, Cittadella once again victorious over Lecce 3-2. They advanced to the round of 32 in the Coppa Italia where they'll face Serie A side, another Serie A side, Torino FC. That match is in October, but for now, I'll focus on Pisa on Saturday, August 13th. Tickets now available at the Tombolato. Uh, you could get them online. Just search up ascitadella.it and uh, get your tickets. It, it's going to be a great game. We're going to get. We're going to talk all about that game on Friday. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA so you could know when the next podcast is released it'll be on friday um and don't forget to follow us or visit our website at chitacauchusa.com uh to to read more information more stuff about the granada and more recaps previews all that stuff we have in there all right that's going to be it for me today as as always forza chita and we'll see you on the next episode have a, have a great day, everyone.